We're up to Perik Vav. In Perik Hay, we learned Biyaser Bir with more explanation. We learned why Edis specifically draw down the Ibishter's essence. Explained why? We explained chukim. Chukim are a chakika, an engraving. And the engraving of chukim, we said it's chukalamayla, chukalamata. The engraving of chukim above is that it's not a davar noisaf ala etzem. The engraving of chukim below is the bitto that the world has to the Ratzin of Hashem, in a way which is lemaila mitam vedas, or, in the world's case, higher than nature, supernatural, where the world is completely bottled to whatever the Ebishter wants, because chukim shabahem chokakti shamayim varts. But we said that uh, engraving has two shortcomings at the end of the day. First of all, it causes a change in the pshitos, in the pureness or the simplicity of the stone. And second of all, in the place where it is engraved, it's darkened somewhat. It's taking away somewhat from its behiros, from its ability to shine, right? And we said the same is true by Chukim. I'm sorry, that, that was all the first thing. The second thing was, come on guys, you're supposed to correct me. The second thing was that where it's engraved, the engraving is something which is connected to the <laughs> <laughs> the engraving <laughs> is something which is connected to the hollow, the empty space. You're not reading the stone. You're not reading the stone, you're reading the empty space. So we said the same thing is also by Chukim. Chukim, first of all, are a Yerida me'arpan of Yisbarach. It's not the Eibishter himself. It's the Eibishter as he's descending to be, so to speak, or HaSeviv. And second of all, chukim are connected to that which you don't understand. The lack of understanding of Eibishter. So both of these negatives, so to speak, exist by chukim uh, 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 in the literal sense as well, by the Eibishter's chuk. And this is in contrast to Eidos. Eidos reflect, Ruben, if you don't mind, I'm just going to mute you, but feel free to unmute yourself if you... If you'd like, if you have a question, I'd be happy if you to unmute yourself and ask something, Ruvain. Okay? Ruvain. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so the the chukim are something which are connected to the opposite of the world. Being connected to the opposite of the world is also being connected to the world. Sometimes we don't understand that. Sometimes we don't get that. Being connected to the opposite of the world is also being connected to the world. Sometimes we become anti-something and we don't realize that becoming anti-something sometimes is the best way to give it credence, to give it recognition, to give it publicity. The fact that it's, uh, it's the Even if it's against, you're still giving it koyach. It's a metzias, it exists. You're not exist against something that doesn't exist. What do they say in the world of uh, falseness? That bad publicity is better than no publicity? Mm, all publicity is good publicity. All publicity is good publicity. When you're going against something, you're also being mischashiv in it. You're considering it. You're recognizing it exists. Right? Yeah. Chukim are going against the world. When it comes to Machshavah Zaris, so sometimes we think that we should fight Machshavah Zaris. We should go into direct combat with them. The best way to deal with Machshavah Zaris is ignore them. They're not real. Sometimes that's the way that we have to deal with challenges, nisyanis. The way that you're supposed to deal with the nisyan is don't give it any consideration. If a person slips and falls, and makes a mistake, there are certain things that uh, people wrote in to the Rebbeim and they asked, what are they supposed to do? Starting from the Tzamaq Tzedek, the response was, ignore it. Be massive in learning and davening. Give extra tzedakah, focus more on looking inside when you're saying the words of tefillah. But don't give it any attention. Don't start making a whole tumult about it. It's not real. And the more you make a tumult about it, the more it's going to become real to you. So of course a great tzaddik is able to do tshuva and properly fix it up. But for us, the more we think about it, the more it's going to become a metzias to us. Therefore we have to just forget about it and move forward. Chukim are considering the world. In the world of Eidos, there's nothing. There's just the Ratz in Hashem. There's the, only the essence of Hashem. You deserved harder. <laughs> <laughs> Mishpatim are the world. Mishpatim reflect the world. The Chiddush now of Eisvav is a beautiful Chiddush. What Eisvav is going to teach us is a very important and beautiful point. Eisvav is going to teach us that in Eidus, and remember, when we say Eidus, we mean a specific category of mitzvahs, but more than that, we mean a category within each and every mitzvah. 
in mishpatim there are edus, in chukim there are edus, and of course in edus there are edus. Because each of the mitzvahs have each of the three categories, as we explained in greater length earlier in the Mimer. That which draws down the essence of Hashem in edus, it's not really the mitzvah. It's us. That is the beautiful point. Who is testimony to the essence of Hashem when we are performing Eidus? Us. If a guy is going to eat matzah on the night of Pesach, he's having a nice cracker. When we eat matzah on the night of Pesach, we're drawing down Eidus. We're drawing down the essence of Hashem. When a Yid lives with Torah and Mitzvahs, then he is reflecting Hashem in his being, in his self, through the Eidus. But him, it's him that's reflecting it. If we were to take an analogy that we've used numerous times throughout the learning of this mimer in a marriage. So the husband and wife have a special symbol between them. He sends her a bouquet of roses whenever it's their anniversary, whatever it is. Something special, something unique between them. Obviously, what brings out this uniqueness, this specialness, this edus, this essential relationship between them is the fact that the husband is sending it to the wife, a different man sending it to a different woman. A bouquet of roses doesn't have that message, doesn't have that edus. Maybe they have their own. But it's not the edus that exists between this husband and this wife. Because nobody can have the edus that exists between this husband and this wife because the whole point of it, of it is that it's between this husband and wife. It's not the roses. It's the love and connection that they share. The relationship that they have. The roses are just what are symbolizing it, what are showing it. It's not the mitzvah, it's you. You. When you do a mitzvah, you are projecting, Hashem says. Let's read inside. Just like Lamaila above, the difference between Chukim and Mishpatim is that Chukim and Mishpatim are both or Hashayach Lailamais. So, what do you mean? Chukim are or Hasaviv. But that's the whole point that we've been describing. Ar HaSeviv? Remember Ar HaSeviv? Yeah? Ar HaSeviv is also Ar HaShayich Le'elamais. The fact that it's Seviv the Elamais means that it's Shayich Le'elamais. Even if it's Seviv to the Elamais, and it doesn't fit into the Elamais, but the very fact that it's Seviv Elamais means that it's Shayich to Elamais. Can we go as far as to say that it wouldn't exist if not for the Elamais? Yes, Absolutely. There would be no Ar HaSeviv if not for the Elamites. The only reason why Ar HaSeviv exists is because in the process of creation, when Hashem decided He wanted to create a world, the first step was to create an Ar HaSeviv, so to speak, and then an Ar or to shine an Ar HaSeviv and then an Ar But the etzim of Hashem is higher than both of us. 
right? Shemishpatim are in the Ur Hamislabish Ba'ilamis, but Shaykh to the Ilmis, and Chukim are in the Ur Shalamilum Islabshus, but is Shaykh to the Ilmis the Saviv. The difference? The difference is do they fit in the world? Mimali fits into the world. Saviv doesn't fit into the world. Mimale, you see in the world. You look at the tree. You see our Mimale. Saviv doesn't fit into the world. Connected. Saviv is higher than the world. That means you look at the tree. You know that if there is an Eibishter, a godliness, an energy, which is going and clothing itself and fitting inside of the world, then there must be an energy which is higher than that. If you look at a... Uh, Walmart, right? You know, if there is the energy that fills each shelf and, and and focuses on what needs to be in each shelf and so on and so forth, there's obviously a saviv, a energy which is higher than that, which has an objective for this store and perhaps is much, much bigger than this store. Wait, Rabbi, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Why, why can we... Why can we draw from because we see something in Mali that there has to be something to say? Because who organized the Mimali? Who organized the Mimali? Somebody or something that has a bigger picture and that saw that for what's needed here, you're going to go and organize the Mimali. If you're going to go to a store and you're going to see there's a Lego structure which is arranged and it's displaying a Titanic. So it's showing the Titanic. But there's 10,000 pieces of Lego in this Titanic. So you know that whoever organized this Titanic, the Mimali, is the Titanic. You see it in front of you. You see the ship. You see the boat. You see the, how the 10,000 pieces of Lego are arranged. But whoever organized it also had the ability to take these pieces of Lego and instead of making a Titanic, to make an Empire State Building. It's much bigger, it's much greater than what you're seeing in front of you. You know that there has to be a a seviv. Mimali is mechayiv a seviv. That's one of the key elements of this maimer. When you see Mimali, and you see it in many other places in Chassidus as well, when you see Mimali, from seeing the Mimali, you know that there has to be a seviv as well. When Avram Avinu saw the world, he saw the beautiful world. A world with a sun that shines and a moon that guides and stars that twinkle and uh, grass that grows and flowers and trees. And, uh. When he saw the world, he knew that yesh bal There is a godliness which is higher. A a, a a a person who owns this bira, someone who built it. It didn't just all fall into place. It wasn't just evolution which just made everything perfectly come out exactly the way that it is, this intelligent design. There's someone that created the world, that directed the world, that put it all together. Mimali demands that there must be a seviv. But seviv doesn't tell you who the Abishter is. He doesn't, it doesn't tell you who the Baal Habayis Labirazu is. It just tells you that there is a Baal Habayis Labirazu. It tells you that someone built the house. Someone built this palace, but it doesn't tell you who. It doesn't give you the identity of that person. 
it might tell you a little bit about the way that this person wanted to be perceived in the way that he arranged his palace. Are we part of this? We're higher. Because we're Eidus. That's the whole point which we're learning now. Eidus, him ba'atmos are in Saif Shalomayl Mashaych HaSalomayz. Eidus is getting to know Nayach himself. Remember that muscle way back? It was before Pur. Eidus is getting to know Nayach himself. What? It was supposed to. Just not those. <laughs> the whole point of Purim was to wipe certain memories out of your head. Yeah. Not the ones about the Maimah. Collateral damage. <laughs> Collateral damage. No, no. <laughs> Al So... Eidus are getting to know the Eibishter himself. Something which is completely higher. And it's also like this in Avedis Adam. In other words, this is the mitzitz. This is the reality. Mishpat reflects godliness as it's understood, as it fits into the world around us. Mimale. It makes sense. It's beautiful. It's something which anybody looks at and says, of course, you have to have a law like that. Even cats are sneers, even ants don't steal. Of course you have to have laws like that. It makes sense in the world around us. It's beautiful and fitting. Literally fitting. And seviv are the chukim. Chukim are, there are certain rules in this house. You take off the, your shoes before you walk on the carpet. It doesn't need to make sense. That's just a rule. That's the rule. You have to take off your shoes. There are certain rules in the world that are coming from the Eibishter. And they're coming from the Eibishter. It's, it's higher than our perception, our ability to understand. But since we know that there's an Eibishter and the Eibishter is beyond our understanding, we know that there are certain laws which he's going to give us, which we're not going to comprehend either. I'm talking about gravity. Torah laws. It could be that there are other things also that are like that, but we're talking about Torah laws, yeah. That's the Mitzis. The same is also in our Aveda. When we perform Mishpatim, we're supposed to connect to them. We're supposed to allow them to become part of us in a way that they shape and define us, when we perform chukim, we're supposed to do it in a way of bitl, of giving myself over to a higher power, which I recognize is obviously there and is greater than me, and therefore can tell me what to do, even if I don't have a recognition or an appreciation of why. Let's read this inside. Al derech zel gamba veidus adam. The chukim who mishpatim heim bahasechel sheba adam. They're in a person's logic. Oy al korpanim bedargas haneshama shasheyachas haseichel. In the level of the neshama that is related to seichel, you see the palace in front of you. You recognize that there is a builder to this palace. Both of those are born through hisbeinenus, through understanding, through reflection. 
Ella, Shabbat Mishpatim Hispanus Mitzvahs. In Mishpatim that we perform, the Hispanus, the reflection is in the reasons of the mitzvah itself. Kailal Gam Hispanus Mazesh Gama Mitzvahs Dechukim Yeshlahem Tam, including also the Hispanus of this, that even the mitzvahs of Chukim have a reason. There is a logic in the mitzvah of Paraduma. There is some logic. What is it? Don't ask me. Even Shleima Melech was unable to comprehend it. But there is some logic there. It's a logic that Hashem does understand. The reason for these mitzvahs is in Hashem's Chachmah. It's not drawn down into a person's logic, into a person's ability to understand. So therefore, the reflection of Chukim he shakal ha mitzvahs is that all mitzvahs, gamma mitzvahs to mishpatim, he mitzvahin yisbarach. They're Hashem's ratzin. Even mishpatim, when I perform them, I perform them not because I understand them. I'm not doing it because I understand. You know how sometimes you have a, a person, he's learning a rashi, he says, ah, that rashi makes sense. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Every rashi makes sense. You don't understand some of it. That's you. The whole hispanus of Chukim is that everything is the Eibishter's Ratzin. Even Mishpatim are the Eibishter's Ratzin. Even where I think I understand it. I'm not really understanding it. It's true. Appreciation is something which is completely beyond me. Tznius is not something which I grasp. I just grasp that which I'm able to get. So yes, this mitzvah fits more into me. But still, the essence of the mitzvah is which is higher than reason. Higher even than the reasons that are in Hashem's Chachma. What? Higher even than the reasons that are in Hashem's Chachma. What is? Uh, even Mishpatim. In other words, it doesn't fit inside of Seydish Talshlis at all. That which fits inside of Hashem's Chachma fits inside of Seydish Talshlis at least a little bit. So it's Memale. That which is higher than Hashem's Chachma, it's completely higher. Well, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, uh, knowing that it's Hashem's Ratzon is a Tam in itself, then the next line said it's Ratzon beyond Tam. I was like, okay, maybe that. But, uh, when you read Rama, you know, Paraduma is a great example. When you read Rama and Paraduma, you can see a kind of overarching logic as far as how the laws are applied. Not so much why we have to do it, but there is a time, like there's some kind of order, reason how it applies. Correct. That's what Rambam's objective is. But there are certain things which, why? Why is it like that? Because Hashem said. In other words, two handfuls and- in the Avedah of the performance of Mishpatim and Chukim, the Aveda that you have to have, the Aveda Sashem that's supposed to be called out inside of you when you're performing these mitzvahs. So in the mitzvahs of Mishpatim, what it creates is a closeness between you and Hashem. A closeness, a relationship, a feeling that the Abishter is coming and talking to me and engaging me and making things in a way that are appropriate for me 
so that I can relate to them, I can have a connection to them. And even in Chukim, which we don't understand, the fact that we know that there is a reason for it, they are lanu, they are for our own good, is something which inspires within me a feeling of closeness. Hashem is giving me mitzvahs which are good for me. He's giving me medicine which, with a spoonful of sugar, I'm able to help cure myself, lift myself up, even if I don't see, I don't know exactly how this medicine operates, how it works. I don't have to know how it works. I just have to know that it does work. That was said for all the mitzvahs. What? That was said for all three categories. That's for all mitzvahs. It's the aspect of mishvatim that's in all, in, in all mitzvahs. All mitzvahs are for my good, are fitting into my world, are understandable on some level, either on my level or on a greater than me level, or on a level which is completely beyond. Chukim. Completely beyond. Or Hasevim, the opposite of the world. The chalal inside of the stone. But, but, they're connected to me. That's the mishpatim. Chukim, the aveda that I have when I'm doing chukim, is an aveda of Kabbalah's all. The truth is that in the psukim that speak to the Ben HaChacham, both of these aspects are mentioned. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. That's telling the Ben HaChacham that you got to do what Hashem is telling you to do because Hashem is your master. That's chukim. You have to do what Hashem wants. And that all of the mitzvahs are l'toiv lanu, they're for our good. That's telling us the aspect of mishpatim that exists inside of each of the mitzvahs. That the mitzvahs are there for us. So you're answering with those words the Ben HaChacham's question, why do I perform chukim? Why do I perform mishpatim? But by a yid, there's something deeper. There's something deeper than all of this. What does a yid have? What does a yid have? Uh, a neshama. And what is his neshama? A chelak aleka mimal mamish. It's a piece of abishta. Oh, so Eidos is like. Exactly. Adis is bringing out that part of me that's not saying, I love Abishter, I love New York. It's that part of me that's saying, I am Abishter. I am an Adis, a testimony <coughs> to the Abishter himself. That's the Adis part of mitzvahs. It's not the Mishpatim, the Kabbalah's O, which is I am having Kabbalah's O. It's not the 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 the, 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 the chuk, Did I say it the opposite way? Yeah, yeah. 
It's not the chukim, the kabbalasal, it's not the mishpatim, the appreciation that I personally am able to have in my own kalim, in my own seichel and midas of the mitzvahs of Hashem. It's something which is completely higher than that. How is that reflected in the answer? How is that reflected in the answer? Wait, we'll see how that part is reflected in the answer. The Indian edus, the idea of edus, who adam atzme, that's in the person himself. As it says very clearly, that Hashem tells the Yidin, Atem Eidai. You, Hashem says, you are Hashem's aid. You are testimony to Hashem. You're not giving testimony of Hashem. You are the testimony of Hashem. Look at a Yid. Hashem Mitzvahs. A Yid who's living his life the way that he's supposed to. He walks in the street. He behaves in the way that a Yid is supposed to behave. And he, in his very being, is projecting Abishter as he walks. You look at him, and you see that there's an Abishter in the world. You look at a Tzaddik, you feel the Abishter in front of you. The parish Atem, who Atem Ba'atzmechem. Atem doesn't mean, Atem, you are my testimony yours. You are my Adim who are testimonying about me. Ata means you yourselves. You are Adai. You yourselves, your very being, are testimony to Hashem. The Kivan Shakal Achad Israel, the Shmasa, he chalek alikami mal mamish. Mamish. Visherish and the Shamis who bow atzmos. The root of Neshamis is in Hashem's essence itself. So you are Eibishter. You're higher than the source of Torah and Mitzvahs. You're higher than the source of Torah, which instructs us the Mitzvahs. Torah comes out from Chachma. Mitzvahs represent the Ratzayin of Hashem, which is deeper than Chachma. And you're higher than the Ratzayin of Hashem. Therefore, the very existence of a Jew is a testimony for Hashem's essence. But just because the very existence of a Jew is testimony to that, it doesn't mean you're able to see it all the time. You see it when a Yid is behaving according to the mitzvahs. That's the Eidos aspect that exists inside of every single mitzvah. You're able to see how his very being, his very existence, is projecting that essence of Hashem. It's through the Eidos of the mitzvahs. The Eidos of the mitzvahs are what allow that to shine. Like a child, a child, a child is an extension of the father. A child, the existence of a child tells you about the father. So if I know Eliezer, then I'm able to know a little bit about his father as well. I never met his father yet. No, you never brought it to him to introduce him to me. But I'm able to know a little bit about him. I'm sure if Eliezer is a cool guy, his father must be a cool guy because where does Eliezer get his coolness? Somewhere. That's Brokara Davo. 
a child projects his father. But a child can also behave in a way that completely covers that over. That completely obstructs that projection of his father's mitzvahs. Should it be in a good way or no? Yes. But that's uh, in a not perfect model. I'm speaking in an ideal model. In an ideal model, then projecting your father is a good thing. But yes, definitely could be in a good way. That means that the father is not behaving in a way that's projecting who he should really be, and therefore you don't want to project that. But the essence of the father, you're still projecting if you're doing it in a good way. In other words, when you're behaving the way that you're supposed to, you're projecting who your father really should be. But I'm getting off topic. You understand? When? When he behaves in the way of his father. Not when he covers that over. But that doesn't mean that that behavior is the testimony. The behavior? Anyone can behave in a specific way. Anyone can act. Anyone could be an actor and uh, put on a show. But that's not really projecting that essence. It's not an aid, it's a testimony. The testimony is you. The behavior is just what's allowing it to come out of you. So you would think at first it's like, oh yeah, the Shorash to the Shah was higher than Torah Mitzvah. So you go to the forum and be like, yeah, so who needs Mitzvah? And Rebbe comes immediately and said, it's a talking to the Mitzvah, do you even know it's there? Otherwise, it's not. It's not just not there. It's being turned over. It's being obstructed. The mitzvahs are part of the Eibushter's essence. They're part of the. They're ratz in Hashem. Ratz in Hashem is the, the, the essence of Hashem. The mitzvahs are edus. The mitzvahs are part of that essence. But they're part of that essence only in as much as it's becoming part of the Yid who's living them. Like it's a party that only exists if they're active. Correct. Like the flowers, which we spoke about in the beginning of the share. Right? right? Yeah. They're only real. They're only meaningful inside of a specific... Over there, they bring out the aid of the beautiful relationship, which we share. But without that, the people of that relationship, they don't mean anything. It says in Tana de Be'elio, Tana de Be'elio Rabbah, there are th- two things in the world, Torah and Yidin. I don't know which one comes first. So I said, the way of Darkon Shobne Adam, HaTorah Kadma, Avalani Aymer, Yisrael Kadma. If you, in, in, in the behavior, in the direction, and the, the, that people have, the Torah comes first. Without Torah, you're not a Yid. But the truth is that the Yid didn't come first. And it gives a muscle to explain this. It says, why is the Torah so beloved to Hashem more than everything else? 
And it gives a marshal. It says, because Torah is machria Yisrael lekafskos. Torah is what refines a yid. The analogy is of a king that he has children and servants and he has an elder servant that this elder servant teaches his children how to behave in a way of royalty, in a way that is befitting a child of the king. And the king loves this elder servant. And if not for the elder servant that's teaching the children, what would be for with them? That's Teira. Teira, what is the Metzius of Teira? The Metzius of Teira is that Teira reflects the Chachma of Hashem. That's the Arham Emale. It reflects the Ratzin of Hashem. That's the Arham but that in and of itself, it's nothing. It's a bouquet of flowers sitting in a flower shop. It doesn't mean anything. Where does it mean something when a yid connects to that chachma, the mishpatim? He connects to that ratzain, the chukim. He's mevatel himself to the chukim. Kabbalah all. And in that way, the yid becomes a projection of Hashem's essence, Edis. That's the point that we've built up to. When a Yid learns Torah and does mitzvahs in a way that he appreciates them and connects to them and allows them to become one with him, and he is mevatel himself to the Ratzin Hashem, which is higher and greater, which is the source of all of the mitzvahs, the chukim that exists inside of the mitzvahs, then the yid himself becomes a walking Abishter. A child of the Abishter. A reflection of Hashem. And that's the whole purpose. That's why we're here. That's what we're able to accomplish with mitzvahs. Amazing. Good? So that's base Vav of the Maimon. In Ais Zion, after we explain this, then we're going to go back to explain the question, how we see a third way. We, we so far explained two ways, the question of the Ben Achacham. We're going to explain a third way for the question of the Ben Achacham. And uh, then, then we're going to try to see how we're answering that, and then we're going to go one one step deeper than that before we finish the matter. Oh, the two questions were, what's the reason behind this? The first question that we explained, the first way we explained the question, which seemingly are two opposites, and the, 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 here we're going to be able to appreciate the connection to, between them. The first way we, we, we explained the question was, which was, why are you doing mitzvahs in a way of um, uh, maisa? Seemingly, you should do mitzvahs in a way of 
kavana. That was the first way we explained the question, which we had several difficulties with. The second way we explained the question was almost the opposite. I understand that I'm supposed to do the mitzvahs, but why am I supposed to understand anything about the mitzvahs that I'm doing? Those were the first two ways. One was a nice aleph, the other one was a nice gimel. Now a nice zayin, we're going to get to a third explanation for this based off of everything that we explained. Go out and be an aid for the Eibishter. Go be an aid. Go te- be a testimony for the Eibishter's existence. Questions? No? Amazing. We're going to finish it, Bezis Hashem, next week. Are you an aid for the Eibishter?